This week's episode is brought to you by the Red Rider BB Gun. That's right, Red Rider with carbine action, 200 shot range model air rifle with a compass in the stock, and the thing which tells the time. Be careful, you'll shoot your eye out. Twas the night before Communicore, when all through the house, not a cadet was stirring, not even the mouse. The iPods were connected to the computer with care, in hopes that the holiday episode soon would be there. The cadets were all nestled, all snug in their beds, with visions of bob-arounds floating round their heads. Jeff was in his kerchief, George in his cap, full settled their brains for a theme park theme nap. Their stockings were hung, soon to be filled with Disney knowledge, or perhaps a scholarship to Communicore Community College. Outside, on the roof, there came a loud noise, one that awoke all cadet girls and boys. They sprung to the window to see what was the lark that awoke them from dreams of a full-day theme park. Down from the chimney came noises so loud, followed shortly after by a puffy dust cloud. A man stood before them, all covered in soot, with a slightly strange creature who sat by his foot. He had a big bushy beard, but was not covered in red. It was not Santa Claus, but Dreamfinder instead. Ho ho, dear figments, what do we have here? He shouted in a voice that rang in quite clear. I know you were expecting another jolly round man, but I wanted to join you and extend my hand. You see, he continued, I have no presents that are solid, but instead wanted to impart just a bit of my knowledge. Imagination, he continued, is what keeps us all living. It's the gift that gives and gives and keeps on with giving. Now Figment and I must go back to the Dreamport, and I'm sorry for keeping this visit of ours so short, but you should all get going, back into your beds, and wait for the visit from Santa Claus instead. Be good girls and boys, be good little cadets, for you'll need lots of rest for the upcoming threat. But tonight is all about spreading our holiday cheer, for you don't know yet the enemy you'll face early next year. But enough of this talk, enough of my prattle, I wish you the best of luck in the Magic Kingdom battle. He sprang to his Dreamcatcher, gave Figment a whistle, and flew away both like a nuclear missile. But we heard him exclaim just before he did go, Happy Holidays to all. Let's get on with the show. Communico Weekly, come and get geeky, bob around boats and five-legged ghosts. Communico Weekly, stockings filled with freaky, waited all week and even said and go. And welcome to Communicore Weekly, the greatest online show, home of the world's first pair of independently born identical elves. I'm George. And I'm Jeff. And welcome to our second annual holiday episode. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and Merry Kwanzaa and Happy Festivus and all. <laughs> what, what, what am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing I was like, Yeah, I was waiting. I was like, okay, let's see how many does he get through before we have to stop and do something else. <laughs> before the episode is way too long and then that's it. Everybody like, go home. What? Well, we hope everybody is celebrating something somewhere. 
at some time. Yes, of course. Even if it's, what, if it's their birthday, too. Yeah, Celebrate what about that. the people that just discover us like three years from now and we're listening to this like in the middle of March? Oh, then happy Ides of March. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked March because I probably would have had trouble coming up with other holidays and other months. <laughs> Especially the Ides of March. I don't, that's not really one you celebrate, <laughs> is it? Not really a celebratory holiday. That was my bad. Oh, well. I, they, well, they could on Spaceship Earth, maybe. That's true. They could. They could. Good. All right. Well, I guess we should start celebrating the holidays and uh, jump into our history segment. It's time for Disney History. Now, I'm sure you guys know that the Disney theme parks are not the only theme parks in the world that celebrate the holidays, especially Christmas. But what? I know. It's crazy, right? But there is one, actually there's many that are located or centralized around just Christmas itself. And right now we're going to talk about the one called Santa Claus Land. Um, And that's actually located conveniently in Santa Claus, Indiana. Go figure. Hmm, But it's often attributed as being the first theme park in the entire world, uh, even before Disneyland. Now... Plans for the park were first conceived as a kind of a retirement project by uh, Lewis Cock, who is a uh, retired industrialist from Evansville, Indiana. And when uh, he visited the town of Santa Claus, Indiana, he he noticed that there was really nothing there for kids. He was kind of disappointed that Mm. there were no Santa Claus-related activities going on there. So from there, he came up with the idea for the park where children would visit Santa Claus year-round. And although the initial uh, construction phase was delayed by World War II, the construction of Santa Claus land eventually began on August 4th, 1945. Okay. So then Santa Claus land actually opened on August 3rd, 1946. There was no admission fee, but the park offered a toy shop, toy displays, a restaurant, visits with Santa, thank goodness, and themed children's rides such as the Freedom Train. Uh, after overcoming doubts about the park's ability for success, Lewis's son, William Koch Sr., took over as head of Santa Claus Land. And in the following years, uh, Bill continued to add to the park, including the very first Jeep Go-Round ever manufactured, which, as the name implies, was a merry-go-round, but with Jeeps. Very right. clever of them. That Very means you clever. could probably insert anything in there and make it a merry-go-round. Or, or something go-round. Could we have a Communicore Weekly go-round? I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could. Uh, we'll get the scientists working on that anyway. Um, so uh, he also created a new restaurant and a deer farm, which was eventually home to 14 European white fallow deer. Wow. Now, Beginning in 1955, Santa Claus Land started to charge admission for the first time. Now, adults were actually charged the vastly large fee of 50 cents, mm. um, but kids, they were, they were still able to get in for free. Now, despite the new cost of admission, attendance did continue to grow through the park. Uh, there was a Pleasureland ride section, which still exists today as Rudolph's Reindeer Ranch, and that debuted in 1955. And then in the, the early 1970s, uh, there were additional children's rides, including uh, Dasher's Seahorses. Doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> Comet's Rockets makes much more sense. Yeah. Uh, Blitzen's Airplanes and Prancer's Merry-Go-Round. Ah, see, they, there we go. The Merry-Go-Round again. There we go. The mer- there you go. See, they, they were all added to that section. But uh, from 1959 to 1961, the first live entertainment, the Willie Barley Water Ski Thrill Show was performed on Lake Rudolph each summer. Because during the winter, it was the Willie Bartley Ice Ski Thrill Show. Yes, yes. See, see yes. how easy they can change that out? 
Wow. And then and they depending on how hot it was that day, I mean, it, it can go either way. It could go, yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, in 1976, Santa Claus Land shifted its focus along with its entrance, which was moved from State Road 162 to its present location on State Road 245. Wow, that's really creative. The The park began to focus on the entire family rather than just children. Uh, the park added nine new rides by 1984, eight of which they hoped would appeal to older children and adults alike. Eagle's Flight, Rough Riders, Roundhouse, Virginia Reel, Scarecrow Scrambler, Lewis and Clark Trail, Paul Revere's Midnight Ride, and Thunder Bumpers on Chesapeake Bay were all family rides. While Dancer's Thunder Bumpers Jr. was built for children who weren't quite ready for the larger version of the ride. But there's some wow. random names for a place called, you know, Santa, Santa Claus, Land. Claus Land. Yeah. Go, go figure. Uh, who knows? So, speaking of which, by 1984, the Koch family, they, they actually realized that there were theming possibilities beyond Christmas. You know, go <gasps> figure. So, Santa Claus Land soon saw the first major expansion in park history with the addition of a Halloween section and a 4th of July section, which, when I'm picking holidays, Halloween makes sense. 4th of <laughs> July? I, I don't know. That doesn't really scream theme park to me, but whatever. So, with the inclusion of more than just Christmas, uh, Santa Claus Land formally changed its name to Holiday World. And then in the following years, uh, Frightful Falls and Banshee were added to the Halloween section. Uh, Raging Rapids was adding to the 4th of July section in 1990. And Kringle's Cafe Restaurant was built into the Christmas section. And during this time, Holiday World saw a change in leadership as well. Uh, Will, Will Koch, who was the oldest, the eldest of uh, William Koch Sr.'s children, he took over as president of the park. And another of Bill Koch's children, uh, Daniel uh, Dan Koch, he became the chairman of the board. So the addition of Splash and Safari, I just love saying that, in 1993 welcomed a new era for the theme park. In its first year of operation, Splash and Safari operated with Congo River, Crocodile Isle, Amazoom, and Bamboo Shoot. Wow, usually those hurt yeah. when they're... Well, anyway. Oh, it's depending uh, on how you, you use them. I guess, yeah, how to use them. Okay, now the wave was added the following year. And from there, the park continued to grow even more, adding new rides to both the main park and to the Splash and Safari section. Wooden coasters such as the Raven... No quote jokes? Okay. Uh, no. And, no, no. Quotes, no. nevermore. Nevermore. Nevermore, nevermore. And The Legend, which consistently make the list of the top 20 roller coasters in the world, were added before the year 2000. Now, the 2006 season marked the 60th anniversary of Holiday World. And to celebrate, the park added a brand new section. Are you ready for this? Here it was. Thanksgiving. I did not see that coming. No, you did not. No, you wow. did not. Wow. So, to complement this section, the park added two new rides. The first was the Gobbler Getaway, obviously Thanksgiving uh, thing. It was a Sally Corporation interactive dark ride. And the second was the Voyage, which is a, uh, a wooden roller coaster. And the addition of the Voyage gained the, the park national attention once again because it was the first roller coaster that claimed the record for the most airtime of any wooden roller coaster in the world at 24.2 seconds. That's nice. Not quite, not quite as much airtime as we give the cadets. No, we give we give you guys like twenty five minutes no. every week of airtime. So, so. I, I wonder if we'll see an Ides of March section coming soon. I think any holiday is is game. To be honest with okay. you, it seems like it. Great, again, Groundhog Day. Same oh, thing over and, and over, over and over, over. again. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, the, the park continues to add new rides and attractions today, flourishing and making waves. They just announced an expansion for 2014, totaling $8 million. 
Uh, visitors still flock there and is extremely popular. And I think this might be a pretty cool research trip to make. I, I think we should go check it out at some point in time. I mean, Martina's yeah. got family in Indiana, so that's a good reason enough for me to go check it out. Okay, because you can dump her off there and we can go to the park. Yeah, of course, of course. Let's let, and we're going to hang out at the uh, the 4th of July section. Oh, sure, yeah, there'll be plenty to do there, I think. So, And we can we can yell Ides of March around until they create the section. I'm going to write a strongly worded letter suggesting that they add an Ides of March section to the park. With free knives at the door. He's a nerd, he's a geek, but we all like to hear him speak. So listen up to the words from his speech. It's George's Book of the Week. Disney's Christmas with All the Trimmings, Original Stories and Crafts from Mickey Mouse and Friends by Catherine Applegate, illustrated by Phil Wilson, released in 1994. So I was racking my brain to find a Christmas-related title because last year I did The Art of Disney Scrooge, and, well, we'll just move on. Uh, I, was, I was trying to find one when my wife... From wife well, for the record, wife, he actually yes. meant Disney's Christmas Carol, not Disney's Scrooge. Oh, that's right. I always get confused because Scrooge was the great Bill Murray movie. Yes, which which is yes. fantastic. And it's actually really this good. Was, a Christmas Carol was not so great. No, it was that weird mocap thing. But that's okay. Yeah. See, obviously it did make that big Though movie. I do like mocap's second album. It's, it's really weird. No? Okay, That's sorry. okay, we'll go, go with on. it, we'll go with it. So, <laughs> okay, well, so so my wife reminded me about a book she bought for the collection recently. Uh, Disney's Christmas with All the Trimmings is a 64-page book that's geared towards kids and their caregivers to enjoy during the holidays. Uh, inside the book, you'll find four holiday stories and seven food and craft ideas. And the crafts, as can be expected, go hand-in-hand hand with the story that they represent. Okay, so the first story is called The Perfect Tree. Uh, we join Mickey, his two nephews, Morty and Ferdy, Goofy, Donald, and his three nephews, Huey, Louie, and Dewey. And Goofy doesn't have a nephew. Huh. Hmm. He does have a son, but that's okay. Yeah. They, they go off into the woods in search of the perfect tree, and hijinks do ensue that include being chased by bears, which is the perfect holiday tale, obviously. Okay, so the two crafts in the story are Mickey's macaroni snowflakes and Donald's dough ornaments. And each craft lists the ingredients and the needs, as well as all the steps. The instructions even tell us when a parent needs to help. So this is something even I could do if I get my dad to come over. <laughs> so, all right. So the next story is uh, Pluto's pup. And basically, Pluto causes trouble in the kitchen and is sent outside. And he finds a puppy in his doghouse. And, of course, he spends the rest of the story trying to get food for his little friend, even though he, it looks like he's trying to get into trouble. Uh, and there's even a food fight with cookie dough. Don't ask. We won't talk about that one. So the story, the craft, is Pluto's peanut butter pine cones. And you end up with a pine cone that you hang outside for the birds to enjoy, just like Pluto would want it because he's a sweetheart. Um, the other craft is Goofy's deep dish cookie pizza, which has a frosting for the pizza made out of tons of sugar. And it's just right for anybody wanting a little bit of diabetes. So the third story is Mickey's Dream. Uh, it's a tale about Mickey having to step in and help Santa by delivering presents. Uh, in line with the presents theme, we learn uh, how to make Morty and Ferdy's magic snowfall gift wrap in Huey, Dewey, and Louie's reusable sponge paint gift bags. All about giving. Those were long titles. Okay, so the last story is Christmas Morning Miracle. And sadly, throughout the entire series of stories, we learn that Minnie is visiting her Aunt Minerva across Mouse Head Lake, which is where Mickey lives. And the snow has kept Minnie from visiting Mickey and friends on Christmas. Leave it up to the junior woodchucks to find a way. And it's quite interesting. 
So the the very final craft is Minnie's tinfoil, uh, Minnie's foil icicle twirls, and you'll need to read the story to see how it connects. Um, overall, it's you know it's a cute collection of stories and crafts that will provide you know some family fun time during the holidays. And you know, I needed a Christmas book, so I grabbed one. And this one is called Disney's Christmas with All the Trimmings, Original Stories and Crafts from Mickey Mouse and Friends. If it's a legend that you seek, come on and take a peek at the window of the week. So, funny enough, last year we featured a window on the holiday episode, and this year we're doing it again. And again, funny enough. In the exact same location, of course. So if you're visiting the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights before the 2013 holiday season is over, you'll be able to catch this one. Now, again, when you're on the streets of America where the Osborne lights are located, you'll find a building that houses the services of David L. Davies, funeral director. No? Not not fun? No. Okay. No. So, okay. Funerals, <laughs> a little morbid for holiday cheer. That's okay. Thankfully, that's not what we're looking at. Once you find that sign, look in the window directly above the sign. And in that window, you'll find Baby Sinclair from the early 90s TV show Dinosaurs, dressed up for the holidays with his Santa hat. I miss that show very, very much. And I miss when Baby Sinclair would hit Earl over the head with a frying pan and say, not the mama. Of course, I'm glad we don't have that effect here. Sometimes you might see it, sometimes you don't. Hey, look, what's that? It's a five-legged goat. <laughs> All right, guys. So I was pretty sure I saw this once before, and then I thought my mind was playing tricks on me because it was too too good to be true. And then recently, the Angry AP blog confirmed it and with pictures, so now I know for a fact that it's real. So, so that's like everybody that visits Disneyland writes the Angry AP blog. Yes, essentially, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay good, good. So when you go inside Julius Katz and Sons on Buena Vista Street at California Adventure, when you look above, uh, when you everywhere when you walk in, there's shelves all, all along the top of the store. And on the shelves, you'll find some vintage appliances and such, stuff like that. And all of them have tags attached to them, sometimes stating what they are, what they're worth, and there's some pretty great little jokes attached to them. Well, one of them is a vintage toaster, and on the toaster there is a small tag that reads Number One Christmas Boutique Gift Item. This is referencing Ghostbusters 2, because it's a line that Bill Murray, as Peter Venkman, he says after they fill the toaster filled with slime and they watch a dance on the pool table. How awesome is that? There is a Ghostbusters reference. That is at so a Disney clever. Park. Right? So clever. We need to see if there's any he, uh, hidden Pee Wee Herman references. Oh my god, that'd be so cool if there was. That would be awesome. That uh, is really smart of them to see, do that. Now, here's the thing, though. I don't know if Imagineers place it there, or if it was a cast member thing, because I know cast members play stuff like that in the park Or sometimes. an angry annual pass holder. Or an angry annual pass holder thing. I don't know. Regardless, it's there. It's Christmas-related. I love it. There it is. Boom. That's awesome. Boom. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for watching and listening to our latest and greatest holiday episode. Yes, they only come but once a year, yeah. and we usually scramble to put them together when we realize the holidays are coming. We're not supposed to tell them that. Oh, we, we usually work hard all year long, like Santa Claus, to make sure it's perfect for you. Anyway, leave us a comment and rate <laughs> us on iTunes. Let us know what you think of this, this year's holiday episode. Yep, and feel free to email us at any time with anything at communicorweekly at gmail.com. 
You can like us on the Facebook at facebook.com slash communicoreweekly. We've been getting a lot of weird stuff on there lately. You should like us and, and check it out. That's okay. It's awesome. We love it. We love it. So uh, you can always uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Imaginerding, and he's at Jeff Heimbuck. And be sure to call us on the Communicore Weekly Hotline at 424-785-4628. Leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. And for Jeff Heimbuck, I'm George Taylor. And for George Taylor, I'm Jeff Heimbuck. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoy your holiday season, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Festivus or Ides of March or whatever it is else that you want to celebrate. Have a great time, and we'll see you next time on CommunoCore Weekly, the greatest online show. Shipwrecked.